forgotten something. I know I've forgotten something. What have I forgotten? Uh, only the wallpaper, but we can pick some up on the road. Don't mock me, Sandy. This is the first time I've gone on one of these things, and I'm just a little bit nervous, all right? I know. Sorry. Now, has everyone got their seatbelts on? Dad! All right, here we go. All right! All right! All right! Yeah! All right! Finally, the swim in the ocean! Woohoo! Okay, okay, next stop, Citrus Cove, Florida. And just like that, summer is almost over. Uh, this is the Pool Scene Podcast. You don't even like summer. That's yeah, true. Well, I liked doing things finally this summer. It was great. I don't like the temperatures. It's different. This is the Pool Scene Podcast. We are returning from our summer break. It was an impromptu break. I got back from vacation, and you got to take a trip somewhat on short notice. That's right. Very short notice. Went up to Boston, Beantown, which I also noticed not one time did I notice a Boston accent on anybody. So I think that whole thing is bullshit. I think Mark. Marky Mark literally fooled every single one of us as much as we love him. So what, what's your theory here? You think people are, are... I just think it's an exaggerated accent. Giving themselves an accent? I think so. Or you think it's just you weren't in those neighborhoods? Maybe I needed to be in a neighbor. I was in Boston proper. Literally, I went to Cheers. I didn't hear anybody saying, you know, got to go down to the park, see <laughs> the Red Sox. I never saw it. I never heard any of it. You just wanted a bunch of Bill Burrs everywhere. Pretty much. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into that later. I'm Kevin. I'm joined by Jim. Jim, hey, hi. Hi. Did everyone know your name at Cheers? Nobody knew my name at Cheers. Was Norman. But they there? were glad I came. Venture money. Yeah, no Spent shit. Ohio bucks. <laughs> Tell me about it. Before we took a deep dive into the history of Toys R Us, we discussed the Carl Reiner summer movie, Summer School. We're going to be discussing the other Carl Reiner summer movie he directed right before Summer School, which is 1985, Summer Rental. They were back to back. How great is that? It's, Look at Carl Reiner's amazing. Where people are like, wait a minute, is Carl Reiner cornering the market on summer movies? Or is he losing his fucking mind oh, that could be too this is one of two movies where an air traffic controller who wears a hockey jersey <laughs> the other any guesses oh shit i'm trying to think where's a hockey jersey? oh uh it's pushing tin with john cusack okay would not have guessed that yeah both movies air traffic controller who wears hockey jerseys perfect i think i don't think in pushing tin does he wear a hockey jersey to the beach i was just gonna say that which is insane that's, that's nuts crazy behavior this was john candy's first starring role in a feature film he came from SETV, mm-hmm. had done a bunch of like character work splash before splash, this bunch of that stuff but first starring role in a feature film jim did john candy's first starring role bring out the crowds please give us budget box office news number ones at time of release from WUAB Channel 43, where the news comes first. This is the 10 o'clock news. So Summer Rental came out on the 9th of August, 1985. And once again, Kevin, do not know what the budget was, but I can tell you that it made 25, nearly $26 million at the box. Office. I'm willing to bet that was probably pretty good. A yeah, pretty I would say return. so. This was probably a few million dollar budget. Yeah. Couple locations, mainly shot in one spot. Yeah. It had to have been pretty good for them. So Kevin, we normally do VHS rentals, but this time 
switch it up curveball your top vhs sales at hills department uh, which, store that's a big commitment because they a, weren't cheap that was a big commitment because some of these damn tapes are over 40 bucks exactly and kevin get ready for this jane fonda's total workout people spending the money i believe that because every time you yeah. go to a thrift store they're you always see 29 there. copies people gave up they bought it that new year's resolution I'm going to do Jane Fonda. I'm going to buy the tights and everything. No way. I'm done. Your next one. The first WrestleMania, the Coliseum home video package. That makes sense. Very nice. And Kevin, one near and dear to our hearts. The We Are the World video event tape. I want that. I would love that. Send guys, it to us. Send it to us. As you guys know, one of the best swim meet series we ever did. At low prices every day. Throw it to Kurt Loader this time. Start it off, Kurt. Welcome back from your summer break for a little MTV News. Hi, I'm Kurt Loader with an MTV News Brief. Michael Jackson buys ATV Music, including publishing rights to most of the Beatles song catalog for $47.5 million. Ten years later, he sells half of his interest to Sony for $150 million. I'm out of practice because at first I'm hearing it in my head and I'm trying to process it. I'm a second behind and I'm like, Michael Jordan bought an ATV? <laughs> The establishment, Kevin, we've talked about this in previous news episodes, but this was the starting point. The establishment of a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is finally announced. Remember, we progressed through where we finally announced Cleveland. Then we did an episode where it actually finally opened in Cleveland. The infamous Metallica Load CD, My Parents Love Me, bought Fiasco. Yeah. Richard Ramirez, the night soccer suspect, was finally captured by fellow neighbors and fellow Los Angelinos in East Los Angeles after the manhunt was finally wrapped up. Police couldn't find him. The guy was walking down the street. They noticed him. They beat the shit out of him. Good. And then the cops showed up. He went in through sliding doors to get old women. Yeah. And go figure, the one thing that caught him was a weird off-brand Avia shoe print. I still like the quote in Joe Dirt where it's like, well, when he gets the police sketches and he's like, well, my dad came out looking like Father Time and my mom kind of looked like the Night Stalker Richard Ramirez. Night Stalker Richard Ramirez had a look to him. Red flags would go up if you well, saw the guy walking down the street. It's funny because, you know, so you hear so many people say, well, Ted Bundy was very attractive and Ted Bundy yeah. is a looker and this and that. And then we had Rodney Alcala, who we've mm-hmm. talked about on here, the uh, dating game killer. And then there were women who had a thing for Richard Ramirez. Do you guys, are you blind? You want to fuck this guy? He has like, he has <laughs> like red sharp, teeth. Sharp cheekbones. Yeah, sharp cheekbones. Throw it over to George. George, were you a Night Stalker? Were you a fan of Richard Ramirez? I hope not. Good evening, everybody. I'm George Michael. Welcome to the Sports Machine. Kevin, after a whopping, amazing number of one day, Major League Baseball decided to sit down and strike. Right afterwards, a part of their new agreement, they allowed two new National League teams to come in to the sport in 1993. As you guys know, the Florida Marlins, now Miami, and the Colorado Rockies were the two teams. So after one day, you got what you want. You want two new NL teams. uh, Devil Rays and Diamondbacks come in. They came in in 90. I've been in late 98. Yeah, I want to say around 98, 99, I believe they came in. Get our fact check intern on that. Yeah, we're going to get our intern on that. The number one movie in America, Back to the Future. But here's a little trivia, Kevin, and I doubt you'll get this. And if you do, you're a fucking legend. What was the movie to upend Back to the Future at the box office at this time? I have no idea. 
This will blow your mind. Invasion USA starring Chuck Norris. Amazing. For one week, just one week. Amazing. But the movie about a Soviet Cuban, somewhat of an invasion, a ripoff of Red Dawn. No idea. I want a documentary about how Invasion USA. (laughs) For one week, it upended the juggernaut that is Back to the Future. I have to watch the Invasion USA trailer. I think we need to, because to me, I read like a brief synopsis. It seems like a ripoff of Red Dawn. Oh, it's an awesome movie. Yeah. Oh, have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen Invasion USA. Oh, I've never seen it. It's awesome, but like, I just, how is it marketed? Because it wasn't just like Chuck Norris. Yeah. Russia. Fuck you. It's like, who the hell was rushing into the movie theater to see a Chuck Norris? That's what I mean. I always thought Chuck Norris was straight to tape. Yeah. Like a straight to tape guy, which is great. I mean, even Charles Bronson was, he was amazing. Kevin, the number one song in America, an amazing song by an amazing band. Shout out to our man who's been on the show, our buddy, Justin, who looks like one of the members. Tears for fears. Shout. Was number one in the country. Their second number one hit of the year, of course. The first one being Everybody Wants to Rule the World. The long lost theme song to the Dennis Miller show on HBO. The other day, I I watched the Every, Everybody Wants to Rule the World video. I don't think I've ever seen the music video. You've never seen it. It's nuts. It's so weird. It's just like them. They're like landmarks and shit. And like they're, they're also fully committing to the yeah. lip syncing bit. Yes. Like the one dude is like full. Like I'm yes, waiting for his exactly. job to dislocate. Yes, yes. He's into it. Kevin, that's all that was going on this time august 1985 get your boats ready for the regatta okay three taglines for summer rental jim give me the yay or nay all right number one john candy is about to face the most devastating experience known to man the family vacation i like that life is a beach good play on words double entendre join john candy for holiday hilarity holiday yeah i I guess summer vacation but yeah that's like something you'd see on like a disney vhs it does and now for family favorites or whatever it is it's like join john candy for holiday hilarity all right let's take a trip into the plot why not are you crazy he's a lifeguard they're all sex maniacs right now each of his gonads is screaming me first Jack Chester is an air traffic controller. While at work, he almost causes a catastrophic midair collision when there's a fly on his radar screen that he can't see. Come on, Hal, can't you pull a few strings for me? It's out of my hands. The agency gave you a mandatory five. Look, Jack, you've been landing planes for 13 years. Face it, you're burned out. It's not a dirty word in this business. I'm telling you this as a friend. You need this rest. I can't believe they're doing this. Just because of a stinking fly. Instead of being fired, he's given five weeks of paid leave. We're not even in logic yet. <laughs> and weeks. some of our younger audience just shut this one off for being unbelievable. But yeah. in America, where a job volunteers to give you paid leave. Because you were worn out? Yeah, unbelievable. Wow. And now, I mean, the airline industry is one of the worst places. There's constant strikes. And Constantly. Neither here nor there. Jack uses the time to take his wife and three kids from the Atlanta area to the fictional Gulf Coast town of Citrus Cove, Florida, shot primarily in St. Pete's Beach. When they arrive, it's a Murphy's Law sort of thing for Jack. They lose their spot in line at an upscale seafood restaurant where we meet Jack's nemesis, Al Pellet. Love Al Pellet. Good evening, Mr. Pellet. How were your wins today. Did you Blow have a it. nice sale? Yes, fine. Just fine. There'll be five of us tonight. Five. Please. Huh? Would you uh, 
part the waves and let my party through, please. They move into the wrong rental house after an address snafu. Their actual rental is next to the public beach entrance. Excuse me. Excuse me. Why are you people going through here? <laughs> Perfect. Come on through. I'm Joe Public. Welcome to my beach. Jack hurts his leg. Their landlord dies. Al Pellet buys the property and kicks Jack and his family out. Well, 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 renter. It looks like you're my renter now. Oh, I guess, uh, <clears throat> if this goes to you, then, uh, for the last two weeks' rent. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'd just like to say it's a, it's a terrific place. My family's having a great time. It's best money I ever spent. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you doing that? I wouldn't take this check from you if my children were starving in the streets. To avoid the eviction, Jack bets that he can beat Al in the upcoming Citrus Grove Regatta, which Al has won, like, what is it, seven straight years He's or unstoppable. Something. If Jack wins, he'll pay Al for the two weeks rent and leave. If Jack wins, he gets an additional two weeks rent-free, and then he doesn't have to pay the two weeks prior. So yeah. he gets four weeks rent-free. Which is cool. Jack practices and gets a boat from his new friend Richard Scully. Now you know what to do. Yeah, when I'm ready to jive, I say jive ho. That's right. Prepare to jive, jive ho. Jive ho! Whoa! What happened? I yelled jive ho! You say jive ho, and then you jive. Look, I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm sorry. Well, what if you say you come pick me up? Gee, I'm, uh, yeah, right. Uh, let me tack. Hey, why don't you swim to me? Say, can you tread water with that hook? Who is essentially a pirate that owns a bar. You know, technically, this is our second Scully that we've covered, the first being Inclusion Chorus with yeah. uh, Tom Noonan. There you go. Uh, working together as a family reinvigorates the Chesters, who go on to win the regatta race. That's pretty much the end yeah, of the movie. That, that's it. So let's get into characters. John Candy as Jack Chester. John Candy was riding high in the summer of 85. This is one of three movies that he was featured in in the summer of 85. All right. Volunteers, yep. Brewster's Millions. Karen Austin is Sandy Chester. This is that weird trick where people from the past look so much older. Like, if you ever look at a photograph oh, yeah. from people in the 70s and they're like, this guy's 27 years old. And you're like, what? God, how old was she in Karen this? Karen Austin was 29 during filming. She looked damn near 49. She was only 12 years older than Carrie Green, who played her daughter. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So they, Carrie Green they from knew, the Goonies. So they knew she looked older because yeah. they had a 29-year-old playing a 17-year-old's mom. She did play a good older woman though carrie green as jennifer chester was in this and the goonies in 1985 and then it was like she was in lucas yeah she had like a four movie streak there that was like a home run joey lawrence as bobby chester whoa did not know that until like just never yeah process yeah aubrey jean as laurie chester weird weird thing i learned in researching is that all of aubrey jean's lines were dubbed they were adr'd oh God. They were ADR'd by Carrie Green. Really? Carrie Green even has a line that says, Stop saying everything I say. I have a day with Greg. He was going to bring me to the regatta. I have a day for the regatta, too. 
shut up. Stop saying everything I say. Which may have been an inside joke nod. that she, why did they do that? I, I think it, if you ever see actors in a movie, I always like to play this game where if they, you see them say a sentence out loud, you're like, well, they can get their SAG card. It's true. Because you have to have a speaking role. Yeah. So if you're just an extra and you don't say anything, you can't join SAG. Well, I may, maybe you can. I don't know the exact rules, but she was basically a glorified extra. Yeah. She had the look for the yeah, part, so but not even the, the voice. Your favorite Yorku line. Oh, that was Carrie Green that doing Yorku. Yeah. Damn it. Rip Torn as Richard Scully. Excellent. Richard Crenna as Al Pellet. John Larroquette as Don Moore, which is a weird character. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, we need to establish right out the fact that John Larroquette and his son come off so creepy yeah. and weird. Is their intention to literally bang the wife and bang the daughter? I think that there has to be some deleted scenes. There has to be. We see John Larroquette as just a friendly stranger, and then we see him at the regatta race, but nothing else. It's like, let me take you out to dinner. Let me do this. Let me do that. They're at the regatta, which that weird shot of them just sitting there, yeah. not even acknowledging anything. Very strange. Very it's like weird. they did a favor to John Larroquette. Yeah. Richard Hurd as Angus McLaughlin. Weird dude. Lois Hamilton as Vicky Sanders. Carmine Caridi as Ed Sanders. Francis X. McCarthy as Hal. So you don't get him confused. Yeah. Bob Wells as Stan Green. Dick Anthony Williams as Don Gardner. And Rennie Santoni as announcer. Harry Yorku. As? Yorku. <laughs> Not just Yorku, but Yorku, comma, pirate musician. Okay, first off, I would love to know the backstory of how they fucking came across this guy. I have no idea. They had to have seen him on like a corner and go, we need to put I'm him in the movie. I'm thinking he's probably like a local performer at some dive bar in St. Pete's Florida. I could so see that. And yeah. they're just like, hey, you want to be in this movie? Can I be Yorku? Yeah. Sure. I don't know anything else. Which actor or actress gives a passable performance? Does any non-lead character still sing? Fucking love Scully. Perfect day for sailing. We're not going sailing today. We're going dancing. Beg your pardon? You know what your trouble is? Well, I have to lose a few pounds. I know that. Yeah, an air controller. And if you think you can control the sea like a 747, I'm afraid for you. The sea is a wondrous, mysterious, dangerous lady. She'll make you rich or she'll feed you to the fishes. You can't control her. You've got to give yourself to her. She wants you to dance, sonny boy. You've got to follow her lead. Didn't I read that on your restroom wall? Yes, it's as true today as when I hung it there. Scully is oh absolutely he's hands down ripped horn yeah is one of those actors that is so versatile to can play anything yes. look at look at his CV it's absolutely nuts uh, but he's unbelievable I love ripped horn in this movie he plays a fake pirate who owns a ship that doubles as a, a fucking seafood restaurant right catch of the day is fish sticks. the Scully's catches of the day which are Vandy camp fish sticks. Uh, Richard Hurtis Angus McLaughlin is such a weird looking dude well what are you making my girl yeah well your gunnels are fraught to the opinions, and your pips man is wanting some crack. I may think you're crowd of your dentists, but it's no worse than your dick hope to groan. That's easy for you to say, but what do we do about it, Angus? <sighs> your fashion's near to want a broken, and you'll ne'er be grading a coal wind with your bar sway. Uh, in layman's terms, how bad is she? She's a total pig. Thank you. You're telling me my girl won't sail? Now hold your wind, you crusty scullet. I never said that. She'll sail, but it will take a high heap of work and a good bit of luck, too, to find the right sail to fit her mast. Hacemos la suelte. What's he saying? 
He's saying we'll make our own luck, you dumb Swede. So you could almost convince me it's like Mike Myers doing yeah. the Scottish thing that he does in every Have you movie. ever seen him in other roles, Richard mm-hmm. Hurd? He normally plays like the straight-laced character balding guy. This is so off yeah. the fucking beaten path for the guy. He's really good. Human. No, he doesn't. All right, let's talk about best scenes. I will say this is one of those movies. We've done a few of these where instead of like individual scenes, it's like more of a vibes thing. Yes. Like it's great from start to finish. There's so many quips and like little nuanced things that make it hilarious, but it's kind of just like one big scene. Yeah. You know, it's like, there's not breaks. It's just one thing after the other. Okay. I have the, uh, the wrong rented house. Freak asshole! No, no, please take anything you want from the house. Just don't harm the children. I won't. Jack, what's going on? Daddy. I'll handle this. Who the hell are you people? Who the hell are we? We're the three bears. Who the hell are you? I'm Dan Gardner, the owner of this house. Well, look, Dan. I don't know how many of you owners there are, but I rented this house from Elwyn Haskell. You rent? May I see your receipt? You want to see my receipt? All right, you can... Where the hell's my receipt? Uh, it's on the table. All right. What is this, one of those timesharing places? Here it is, month of July, Jack Chester, that's moi. 415 Beach Road, $2,000. 415 Beach Road. That's right. This house is 415 Beach Lane. I don't know. How is this possible? So what is it? It's like it's 415 Beach Lane and he was supposed to go to 415 Beach Road. Yes. So they move into this house. They get all their stuff set up. They love the house. They're having a great time. And then like one night there's a knock at the door and they find out they've been in the wrong house this whole time. Well, this is just about to do it. Ah! It's just kibble. Do you have a vacuum cleaner? That's enough. That's enough. Do you have a dustpan, maybe? You could just leave that, sir. Good idea. You know, you, you might have a visitor this summer, and uh, they have a dog. And uh, this is excellent. This is excellent. Uh, it's a nice little dog. Come on, Archie. Let's go. Come on, Archie. Remember last time you ate a whole bag? You got sick. Come on, Archie. Come on, Archie. There we go. Goodbye. Come on. Have a, have a nice summer. I uh, forgot my Noxzema. Have a little patience, dear. He does have a bad burn. And my daughter. I wet my bed, Daddy. No, sweetheart, you didn't wet your bed. You wet their bed. Got a big logic. Well, when they show up, they're like, oh, there's a key in the mailbox. Like maybe they left keys in the mailbox. So they move in, but it's funny because they he forgets everything. Yeah. Like he forgets his daughter upstairs who's sleeping. They forget the dog. He forgets his Noxema or whatever. His daughter wets the bed and he's like, oh, you didn't wet your bed. You wet their bed, which I'm kind of like, why are you <laughs> mad at them? You're in the wrong house. Yeah. Why are you? This is so, your fault. Yeah. Why are you inconvenienced by them? So that's a really hilarious, just like one of the many things that's just like hijinks. Well, like you mentioned at the top, it's like an amalgamation of different types of vibes and scenes. This is just not one scene. There's many scenes. The ongoing saga of Vicky and her tits. Yes. What do you think of these? Well, what do you think? About what? Of these. Oh, those? Yeah. How do they look? Uh, similar? No, I mean, do they look good? I just got them. Who had it before you? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, silly. I just recently had them enlarged. Oh, I see. 
They cost 2,000 bucks. It was either these or a chainsaw for Ed. Good choice. You think so? Oh, sure. I'd take those over a power tool any day. Like oh, the my God. Constant look at my wife's tits. And like John Candy. No, it's not to, look at my wife's tits. Or, or like, feel my wife's tits. Everybody catches. He catches his wife showing everybody yeah. her tits. And you, the payoff every time is like you think he's going to be mad. No, he wants you to touch them to verify yeah. how yes. great they are. I'm sorry, mister, but she's boring the whole world with her new knockers. Oh, be quiet, Ed. I just want his opinion. She's so insecure. Last night, she shoved them in a clerk's face at the 7-Eleven. Honey, relax, will you? They're beautiful. They look right and they feel right. Yeah. Mister, will you try them and tell her they feel right? That's a favor to me. Oh, yeah. Huh? Oh, huh? Boy, boy, those are so lifelike. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, honey, everybody likes them. Thanks, buddy. I owe you one. What are neighbors for? How awkward. Now, Kevin, put yourself in that position. If you were offered from a neighbor to feel up their wife's tits, I mean, what the fuck do you do? Uh, yeah. Because you are you feel like, I'm going to get my ass kicked, but the guy's like, yeah, you like him? Are you going to be turned on? Are you going to be thrown into a weird three-way sitch? The first time, what the hell? first time I ever felt fake tits was almost a situation like this. Really? Yeah, this girl was like, I got these big, huge, fake knockers. Like, yeah. you know, you want to, you can grab, like, grab them, like, whatever. She, like, wanted me, like, yeah. to feel and basically asking me if they feel real and stuff <laughs> i've never had a, a a fake boob grab experience just all natchies i believe i've felt multiple fake boobs yeah you know but uh yeah. as you do yeah and uh <laughs> but some of them feel awful oh some of them you could feel like the they're bag like the and yes the silica weird the skin will ripple yes. i know this from porn yes from I'll hbo admit and yeah. cinemax porn. of course but uh but some they've come a long way baby yo oh, big because time because you can still kind of tell i think but yeah technology has gone a yes. long way now so you are a sailor mr scully yes yeah, right <laughs> You must have good vision. Oh, sure. Hey, that's perfect. That's perfect. Hey, did you tell her that's perfect? That's perfect. This is my table, and these are my lobsters. Uh, I was going to say the same thing. Hey, 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 hey. Don't serve those. What, what are you doing? These are my lobsters. Your lobsters? Yeah. You got my table, but you're not getting my lobsters. Oh, and, and this is your table? My table. Oh, I see. This is your table. And these are your lobsters. You got it. I suppose this is your wife. Hmm? Is this your tie? Nope. Is this your shirt? Mm. Is this your belt? Are these your shorts? Ta -ta 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 -ta. Hey, I have been driving all day long. We just get into town. I'm waiting out in line there for two hours you and you just come in got here. Into town. Yeah. Well, I've been in town for 30 years. 30 years. And every summer, you goddamn renters come down here and you think you can take over the whole town? Well, you can't. Oh? Boiled them. So. Al turns. Well, Al establishes himself as the full heel. It's one of their heel. first nights, if not their first night on vacation. Yes. And he's like, there's this fresh seafood, yeah. catch of the day type place. At Red Lobster. They're at, at fucking Red yeah, Lobster. Basically, yes. Yeah. You watch them pull the lobsters out of the tank. It's funny because Jack's at the front of the line just watching them pull lobsters out of the tank. Yeah. And they're like, sir, you know, you got to go to the back of the line. The back of the line's like down around the corner. So they wait who knows how long. They're finally up there. And he's like, sir, I assure you, you're next. In 10 minutes. It's like a right. countdown. And then while they're waiting, there's the lobster tanks getting kind of 
kind of empty. Yeah, kind of empty. Al Pellet comes through. <laughs> I love it. Waves his party on. They get seated and they get the rest of the lobsters. Jack uses this as an opportunity to storm through the restaurant. This, these are my lobsters. Pound on their table and say, you took my table. You're not taking my lobsters. Oh, and I love. And he's like, is this your wife? Is this yeah. your chair too? Like yeah. he's. And I love how he like puts them. You know, you goddamn runners come into town every summer. Yeah. You think you own a place. Well, you don't. I've been here 30 years. I'm not going to have a runner come in and start running my town. In his call to fame is he wins a fucking boat race yeah. every year. And somehow he's like the mayor of the town. Everybody loves this dude, which I can't understand how because he's an asshole. In one scene. He literally signs the rental agreement on the body of his dead friend. Such a great dude. Yeah. Stand-up individual. I love the scene where Scully and Jack just get fucking loaded. Oh, it's amazing. Just shooting the shit back and forth, talking about his family. Scully talking about his life. How the only way, as Kevin brought up during the plot, Jack has to be Al in order to stay rent-free. I'm real sorry I wrecked your boat. You gotta let me pay for it. Nah, she's fine. Give us some more character. Anyway, I'm at fault. I should have given you that lesson. You're at fault? You're not at fault. I'm the one who's at fault. I'm the one who said I could sail. I can't sail. I don't know. I used to sail when I was a kid, but I'm, you know, I can't sail. Oh. You know what it's like to peak when you're 18 years old? Yes, I do. Would you like to learn to sail? Really to sail? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and somehow Scully shows him in little dinghies. They get drunk back and forth. Jack's come to the fact that he loves this life. He loves being down there with his family because Jack's a family man. He doesn't want to do anything to upset his family. And then him and Scully just drink and drink and drink. That's so good. And then they start turning around the barnacle to the song by Jimmy Buffett turning around yeah. that isn't on the soundtrack. They know how to bond. And then Scully finally christens him with that hook on his hat. Yep. His, oh, oh, yeah. So great. great. Love it. Jack walking to the beach and spilling the ice water on everyone, <laughs> stepping on their food. Oh, excuse me. Ow! Oh, geez, I'm sorry. Really? I didn't hey, there was my hand. Oh, sorry about that. Really? Oh. Just saying. Fine. Oh, oh, oh! oh. Oh, it's a dark cooler. The thing broke off again. I'm waiting for a part from Minneapolis. Okay. Holy oh, your, your foot, lift up your foot. My land's are getting sent in my land. If there's any damage to it, tend to build a 415 beach lane. All right? You're damn right. I'll I don't think I heard it at all, though. He's carrying a cooler, and yeah. it's got the, the tap, the, at the, tap the nozzle, yeah. but the nozzle's open. This is, I'll save it for later, but this, he's spilling this water on everyone. He's stepping on their food. Yeah. He can't see. It's so funny. Well, here's the thing. I don't think I'd be that upset if it's a hundred and some degree day and some guy pouring some cold water on me. I'd be like, thank you. Like you said earlier, I get that he doesn't want to get burned, but he's wearing a Chicago Blackhawks hockey jersey Yeah, on the beach. Anything would happen. It would be heat stroke and somehow it doesn't occur. So I mentioned in the past, my uh, next one would be Yorku. Yorku in the bottom of the barnacle during the regatta. Mommy, can I play in the basement with Yorku? Well, if it's okay with Yorku. You go okay with the ice cream. <laughs> Who, mind blown now that Carrie Green did her voice. The fact that any person in their right mind, I don't care how friendly you are with Scully, with Angus, I don't care. I am not letting my little daughter no. in the bowels of the boat with a guy who has one name and has not contributed anything except for sitting on things and sitting around doing nothing. Why didn't they have Carrie Green ADR Yorku's lines? Why not? Because he kind of just grunts. All he says is, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, all he says. It's real weird. Yorku! 
He sounds like a uh, like a Star Wars character. No offense to Harry Yorku, but yeah, he'd be better. And he no was Moss Einley's Cantina. No offense to I Harry. don't know if Harry Yorku is still with Harry us. Yorku. Yeah, I think Harry Yorku is playing the rib burn off with who? Jim Blossoms are coming back. Yeah, Tim Capella is playing Pittsburgh tomorrow. Yeah. By the time this releases, we Damn it. have missed it. Finally, I have the boat cleaning montage. I'd like to propose a toast to my new friends and to my best friends, the Chesters. And to the barnacle for all the fun she's given us. We've already won. Cheers! Yay! All right! Yay! All right! With the crew of the barnacle, please raise your drinks. Is something wrong with your arms? Raise your drinks. You mean we're crew? We can race with you? What did I say? Daddy, that's excellent! And we're gonna win this race! Right, Admiral? Yeah! I'm sure it's going to be a hell of a victory. Oh, uh, with Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, with Jimmy Buffett, and they're cleaning out the, uh, cleaning off the barnacles, they're painting, which in every, like, movie and stuff like this, is it necessary to paint a boat it just in order to take it out? I understand they needed to get the barnacle yes, off that of it. makes sense. That's good, but do you, did you need to paint it? You don't need to paint. No, if know. anything, is that not going to add weight to well, it? Well, and then there's the, the ridiculous, like, 30-second subplot where it's like they get the boat all renovated and ready to go but they don't have a 50-foot sail we will have won it without a sail <laughs> why where's angus the summer hurt savannah oh. hi man i need a grand sally 50 foot high she be no no <gasps> Sorry. Never find it by tomorrow. No. And so Angus then drives. Angus has to like drive to Georgia or somewhere to like. There be sailors yeah, here. And he gets back. Uh, like, Well, and that's like a logic thing that I don't have written down. He tosses the 50 foot sail in a pouch yeah. out of like the trunk of his car yeah. on board on to Jack Jeep. who catches yep. it. And I'm like, that thing's got to weigh 200 pounds. It's got to weigh a ton. And he tosses it like it's a pillow. I have to add this real quick. Let's meet John Larroquette at the movie theater scene yeah. like, out of nowhere. Uh, excuse me here. Why don't you take your ticket? Out of this. No, I, I, I'm, I, I'm sorry. I can't let you do that. <laughs> Please, it would be my pleasure. Mom, let him. Um, okay, if you let us pay you back. Fair enough. So we've got uh, four adults and two kids. <sighs> Thank you. I'm Don Moore, by the way. This is my son, Greg. Nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you. I'm Sandy Chester. This is Lori and Jennifer and Bobby. Hi. Hi. Well, <laughs> let's go. Yeah. yeah. Popcorn, popcorn. Okay. I'll uh, get some. Hi. Hi. What are you listening to? Wham, 104. I get he's trying to be a nice guy. It's a family. They don't have much. Seriously, how does this guy and his kid interweave themselves into their lives? It's so weird. He's so quick to be like, I got it. I'll pay for you. I want to pay for you. He's like a pay pay. Yeah. But a little trivia, too. If you notice the posters on a wall, I believe Splash is on one of them. Mm -hmm. I think Back to the Future is on another one. So it's the movies of the time, which are pretty interesting. It's all the movies released by this studio. Oh, okay. Perfect. Some of them didn't even come out at that time. Yeah. But they really like they add the posters just in order so that they promote. Yeah. Promote. Yeah. And John Larroquette will take your son. The son's like, hey, what are you listening? Because they like pull They're like standing next to each other kind of dancing. So we love it. Yeah. And he's like, she's like 104, which yeah, not how radio works. I mean, (laughs) yeah, but 104 and it's footloose. Yeah. Which also from their studio yeah. or whatever. So. That's a nice little bondy moment. Carrie Green trying to get some of that summer nookie. So All right. Take that cookie. Well, pool in this one? Ocean. Ocean, yeah. <laughs> Ocean. Big pool. Big uh, ass pool. Okay, well, maybe somebody saw a shark. I don't know. Everybody's got to get out of it, though. Shark pool boats.
Well, boats are appropriate because uh, we've done vehicles in the past, but this time we're gonna we're gonna do a subsect. We're gonna do boat movies. Yes. So it can be a scene on a boat, a whole movie on a boat. Uh, again, I know we picked some of these, and I'm I try to not pick the same ones. Same here. We're gonna do our favorite boat movies. All right, Kevin. Number five, Ghost Ship, two thousand two horror movie about a marine salvage crew who discover a spooky ocean liner. Ooh. That disappeared decades prior. I just wanted to pick this to give me a chance to talk about the Warner Brothers promotional sweepstakes. Oh, Jim, get this. You can enter to win the grand prize ghost ship prize package. Oh, is it better than a broken arrow sunglasses of promotional merchandise, which included one baseball hat, one spinning skull mug. Okay. The ghost ship soundtrack, which may have may or may not have Jimmy Buffett. (laughs) And finally, one ghost ship shower CD player. A shower CD player. I love it. Dude, we need it. I know. Surely, I want it there's so There's so bad. much dumb shit promotional if stuff. If anybody ever sees <laughs> the ghost ship shower CD player. We need it. I want it so bad. Working or non-working? Yeah, I don't care. It's just a display piece, oh my dude. God. How that's cool is that? crazy I love that that's merge. the grand prize, though. Not yeah. like, we'll fly you out for a screening. Two tickets at Man's Chinese Theater to yeah. watch Ghost Ship. No, you get a CD player with no anti-skip, because yeah, you sure as no, hell know. No. <laughs> I don't know how a shower CD player works. Anyway. I don't know. I just don't get water in it, I guess. But one thing you can get water on is my number five movie, and we covered it. Kurt Russell, Captain Ron. Yeah. Need I say more? You guys know about it. We covered it. Go back and listen to it. PG tits. That's right. Real that, or fake? We don't know. Well, I would say those are real uh, mom tits right there. Yeah. Those are nice. Captain Ron. Yeah. May or may not be Snake Plissken. Go back and listen. Find out for yourself. Yeah. Uh, number four, One Crazy Summer. Oh, excellent. John Cusack plays a wannabe cartoonist named Hoops. Him and his friends, including Bobcat Goldthwait, spend the summer in Nantucket. Ooh, I once knew a man, man from in Nantucket. Nantucket. This movie also ends with a winner-take-all regatta race. Once again, man, it's all about the boat races. So good. In Summer Rental, we didn't mention that they need just a little bit more wind, and Jack hangs his pants on the sail. How? get a little bit of extra wind and somehow that works and in one crazy summer spoiler alert in one crazy summer they need to get this little ball on the end of a rope through this hook but it has fallen and hoops who has no sports ability at all shoots the ball like a basketball and makes it it's so good perfect timing bobcat goldthwait and godzilla i was just gonna ask about that i couldn't remember if bobcat was in it My number four does not star Bobcat Goldthwait, but it stars one of his best friends, Sean Connery. (laughs) Hunt for Red October is such a great movie. I always wanted to raise rabbits in Montana. It's just such a great movie. It's a classic. Sean Connery playing a Russian with a Scottish accent. It's the fucking greatest. You guys have to watch it. It's a classic. It's a Tom Clancy thriller. It's a submarine. I also have a submarine movie. One that might as well have had Bobcat Goldthwait. U-571. Oh, but it does have. World War II movie about a German submarine boarded by Americans. Not based on true events. They made the shit up. Weird, weird cast. Matthew McConaughey. Yep. Harvey Keitel. Bill Paxton. John Bon Jovi. Yeah, Bon Jovi. It's my life. Bon Jovi. So weird. That is such a stunning. Like, who comes to them Asia-wise and goes, I have these people available. I know Bon Jovi. He likes... 
boats and shit. He wants to bring Richie Sambora. No, no, Richie, not again. Last time he was on a sub. What happened to a sub and an expedition at St. Kevin comes in at my number three, The Abyss. Mm. The Abyss is a fucking batshit weird movie. I remember watching The Abyss when I was like a kid with my dad and being like, this is fucking awesome. It was so awesome. Like it was visually stunning, but I had no idea what was going on. Aliens at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. What a great fucking movie that was. It's so weird. Like I watched it like a couple years ago. Still holds up. Yeah. It's great. My number two, Life of Pi. Angley Joint adapted what was known as an unfilmable book. Won four out of the 11 Oscars that it was nominated for. Without spoiling it, it's kind of a slow slog. Like the whole movie takes place on like a rowboat. It's just very slow, but it's slow on purpose in order to ask a question or in order to make some sort of moral point in the end. 95% of the movie, I'd say, takes place on a rowboat. Richard Parker, motherfucker. That only makes sense. (laughs) if you watch the movie my number two is one that kevin and i have gone back and forth on if we want to cover one day we're not sure yet but it's kevin costner Waterworld. Uh uh-huh Wow, this uh-huh. movie that started solidifying Kevin Costner as an amazing actor, but a box office bomber. Yeah. This movie is way too long, makes no sense, but Dennis Hopper's in it. But it's a movie that everybody will always remember. I mean, it had a toy line and all this shit. Weird. It, Costner's like, Costner in sports, pretty good odds it's going to be great. Home run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pardon the pun. Costner without sports, toss up. But yeah. even though I enjoyed the postman, yeah. it's still that's. I like long. Dances with Wolves. It's yeah. 63 hours long. Exactly. My number one, one of my favorite movies. It's Serenity starring Matthew McConaughey and Anne, Anne Hathaway. I almost called her Anne Mick Hathaway. I love Anne Mick Hathaway. I urge everyone listening to watch this movie, but please do me a favor. Do so without Googling it without knowing literally anything. Put the movie in, watch it, or put it like if you watch it streaming, do not read the description. Yeah. Watch the movie. Send me your angry letters, your hate mail. Oh, God. For why you watched it. So incredibly fucking dumb and ridiculous. I will never, ever understand, short of bribery, how they convinced anyone to sign on to this movie. If McConaughey or <sighs> Hathaway, re- if McConaughey, out. we're going to cover it, first movie of next mm-hmm. season. If McConaughey or Hathaway read the script, how did they read the script and be like, yes, I want to be a part of that? <laughs> Their agent had Money. to be like, Listen, you're doing it. Yeah. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts. I, insane. Insane. I'm actually looking forward to this guy. I've never seen it. It's one of my favorite movies. Okay. I would just like. It'll be perfect for the 11th season, weird season. You're going to flip a table. That really, that yeah. I'll be that pissed off. Yes. You're going to get to a point about uh, maybe 75, 80% through the movie. You're going to watch it, kind of not know what's going on, and you're going to flip your table and you're going to turn it off. What is, is it like? pissed off Batman v Superman where they stop fighting because their mom shares the same name mad. It's worse than that. Oh fuck. I'm going to be really pissed. It's worse than that. I'm going to have to, you're going to be very mad at me. Uh, honorable mention. Oh, I didn't get my number one. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. No, my number one involves an ocean liner, Kevin, that you might be familiar with. No, do not paint her like a French girl. I'm talking about the Poseidon adventure starring Gene Ackman. First incarnation of the Poseidon adventure, because there was a re-release with Kevin's favorite actor, Josh Lucas. Oh, not really. Very, very joking. That one, but a lot of Poseidon, adventure i mean how can you not like anything with ernest borgnine in it yeah. i mean come on and gene hackman playing a preacher that swears and he's a fucking badass 
ass. I love it. Better than that Titanic movie. Yeah. Yeah. So honorable mention that Titanic movie. Jaws. Pirate Radio. Pirate Radio, which was on my list when we did vehicles. Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean. Captain Phillips. Overboard. Oh, yeah. Jungle Cruise based on the Disney ride starring Z-Rock. Captain Ron, which you had on your list. Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou, Wes Anderson film. Under Siege with Steven Seagal. Oh, he's, I'm just a cook. Yeah. Moana. Gross. uh, Which is a Disney animated movie. Perfect Storm, Master and Commander. There's a lot. There's a lot more. Far Side of the World. One of my favorite Disney movies from the 70s, Boatniks. Shout out. Boatniks. B-O-A-T-N-I-K-S. Wow, that's something. Yeah. All right, let's, uh, I think the sharks are gone. Let's get back in the world's largest pool. Actually, it's the Atlantic Ocean. It's the Atlantic Ocean. Hey, my tits real? Took a vacation away from my family. Now I'm going to take something away from you. What can you take from me? That. What? My cup? Yeah. You think you can uh, outsail me? Yes. You couldn't beat my dinghy. Really? Really. You want to bet? What are you going to bet? Huh? What? Popcorn? <laughs> Lobsters? <laughs> A thousand bucks. The last two weeks' rent. You win, you keep the check. We go home. I win, I keep the check. We stay here two weeks rent free. Do we have a bet? All right. Since they won the regatta, they get the property for two more weeks free of charge. How do you think they spend that time? You think Jack and Scully begin a romantic relationship? You think they probably look at the neighbor's tits some more? (laughs) How do you think they spend the time? This is what I think. Jack now has this extra money. I bet you Jack invests in Scully for a new restaurant. Literally (laughs) a brick and mortar restaurant, not on a boat. I could see them becoming business partners. I kind of think Jack has already spent some of his vacation sailing. He's done with the sailing. He's just over it. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I think that's the daughter probably sleeps with a bunch of dudes, like, which that's the trajectory. I'm not like John Larroquette joins in or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know what they do for two more weeks. I mean, like, I'm sure they'll figure it out. Maybe they finally get some lobsters. Now, do you think after their triumph that Al Pellet becomes like an outcast of the community? Because people only seem to like this guy because he just won. He finally loses. Yeah. Does his world come crumbling down? Well, the inverse of that is wouldn't that now make Jack kind of the local hot shit? Yeah, so would you so like if to Jack ha- showed up at the restaurant when they move him to the front of the line? Would they move him to the front of the line, but Jack could be the, the cool character be like, no, they were here first. I'm fine. Maybe. He could pull a good baby face turn. As long as he with gets that. his lobsters. Yeah, but I would like to see a scene to like Richard Crenna at the end of like every Incredible Hulk episode. They cue the piano and they just hitchhike out of town. Yeah. I don't know. Because he's such a good prick. I don't want to see him go. And if they were to make a sequel to this movie, he has to return to get some sort of revenge on the renters. Yeah. Starring Corey Feldman. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Summer rental too. Uh, all right. Someone I do not want on my vacation is Mr. David McCall. Hey, I threw a guy into the ocean once. Oh, I'm sorry. It was water. I could be captain. It all could have been different, Mr. Walker. You should have allowed nature to take its course. I don't have a ton of logic, but I, but I have some. I have some as well. On the road trip to vacation, the daughter, the youngest daughter, is riding in the front seat on her mom's lap with no seatbelt. Yeah, those were the days. I mean, even though it was more normal, I still don't think it was legal. No, it couldn't have been safe. They're just holding like a four-year-old. They should have just put her on the dashboard while they were at it. Yeah, right. Sleep well. on the dash. Yeah. You totally overhaul the barnacle. You go through all the effort of painting it, removing the actual said barnacle. You get it out. 
out, you get the sale, you're racing. How the hell do you not remember to take a ton of empty freezers out? Yes. And then violate, I would assume, some sort of maritime law. Oh, yeah. To just throw all the freezers and all the garbage into well, the water. Everything out. We got hundreds of pounds of balance down here. Hey, we're still in this race. Go ahead, kids. Help with the garbage. Here's another thing. Who on that ship, on that boat, is able to throw the fridges overboard the way that they show them? Being oh, it's t- like they weigh like five pounds. It's somebody throw. It's, it's probably Angus. Yeah. Angus who threw the 200 pound sail. Like somebody just throws a fridge yeah. 50 feet off the side of the boat. This is what I don't get. You're telling me, I just don't understand throughout this whole process. Nobody just goes down below deck. It's not like there's 50 decks below. No, there's. And a guy <laughs> comes up saying he's eating Scully's catches of the day. Eight, eight people or whatever. Yeah. Like. York who's down there. Someone have walked through and been like, Hey, I thought I told you to get rid of those. Wouldn't it have been funny if they needed a little bit more weight and they just threw York who off the ship. Probably should have he should down have. there alone with that girl. Little bastard. So I love the beach. I've been to many of the top beaches in the U S I've never seen a beach that busy ever. There's just no space. There's out. no space at all. And There's, it's not like the most beautiful, like scenery beach. No, people are inches away from each other yeah. on top of each other. The entire beach, even to the point where it's like logic, because when you look beyond there's space in the background, tons of space. So it's like, it's just the, even the way the angle that they shot it, they're exposing themselves. We, you mentioned it briefly earlier, but I want to get more into it. How do you go into the wrong house and no other neighbor in the neighborhood notices a family moved into said house Yeah, and notices them around and then all of a sudden his family comes home and they're the fucking bad guy for wanting their house well, back. Well that's crazy. Where's the people next door going hey what is his name Earl or whatever I don't know there's people in your house. Yeah. What the fuck who are these people relatives definitely not. Super weird. Yeah. Al Pellet opens the casket of the dead landlord. Yeah. And tells him he would have given him any amount of money for the property. Nuts. And then Jack comes in, gives him a check for the two weeks rent because, okay, when Jack and his family show up, the landlord is in intensive care. Yeah. So Jack has never paid him for this rental, which is like, I guess they show he's an honorable man that yeah. he's willing to pay because yeah. he didn't have to. No, he could have. So when he shows up, Al Pellet, now that this guy's dead, Al now just like has the deed to the property. Al tells him, I would have paid you any amount of money for the property. But earlier in the movie, we got a full sequence displaying how bad of a location it is. Horrible. So why does Al want this property so bad? Just because I guess he can scam people? That's what it seems like to me. Because he seems like a good scum it's lord. it's not a desirable property. No, it isn't. But then again, he could just attach something there and he can get rid of renters because he hates It's so funny when, when Jack shows up to the funeral because there's a weird thing. Like Jack gets a phone call yeah. and he's like, oh, I got to go down and, and make things you know, right with the rent. And he says like, he thought he was at a, a restaurant. I don't remember what he says, but he, he doesn't realize it's a funeral. So he put an overcoat on. He put an overcoat on over like a t-shirt and Shorts. swimming trunks or whatever. And he has a hat. Yeah. So it's pretty funny. You know, Jack and the family, you brought it up when we were talking about best scenes, you know, you show up at virtually a red lobster. Yeah. You go to all this effort. You're waiting in line. It appears that they were there for at least over an hour. Are there not? Eventually they come across the barnacle and they stumbled upon it. But at that point, if you're waiting 10 minutes and it seems very long, you're living in a coastal town. I'm pretty sure there's a seafood place every 50 feet. Like, why is there such a draw to this red lobster? Well, is it because they have an aquarium full of lobsters? I don't know. It's just a, 
the local lore, I guess. Yeah. Would Jack be able to join the regatta race that late in the process? There's no way. They don't know who he Jack's is. Because Jack's like, I'll tell you what. If I beat you in the regatta race, now maybe Al got him registered. But I'm like, this is a week or yeah. days. I mean, they're, they're only there for two weeks. Yeah. So this is days before the regatta. I'm pretty sure you would have had to have signed up, paid a fee. Yeah. It's not just a free race for anybody who wants to join. And we do, I believe, is Jack's other way to get into regatta. Doesn't he have a picture of him and his dad sailing or something like I that? Don't know. Could that have been a pre whack Like, look, I was on a sailboat when I was fucking six. I could do a big giant restaurant it's boat. Super weird. And then in the regatta race, would the pants make enough of a difference? No way. No way. There's so many logistics about the race itself because before they throw the the freezers and all the food out, they kind of have this like Scully tells them, well, we... We had a great run or yeah, whatever. And it's over all, now. They're all solemn and, and sitting there. And then they see, is it Yorku or whoever, yeah. eating the fish no, sticks? No, it wasn't Yorku. It was some other guy. Yeah, they see him eating the fish sticks or whatever. And then they're like, wait a minute. It's like the moment they throw the freezers off. They get all this horsepower and wind power. How would they catch the other boats? The yeah. other boats don't have freezers. No. So they're traveling yeah. at, at a pace. Yeah. Why is this boat so much faster than the other boats? And the shot they show on screen, it literally looks like the other boats are two miles yes. away. Yes. And they catch him. And then it's like, well, we need more wind. And he puts just the, now if they all put their pants and stuff, yeah. but it's just Jack's pants. pants. They should be like Jack's 3000 pounds. Yeah, like, is that like you know? just an indirect fat joke? Yeah, exactly. Pretty fucked up. They do the weird shot. that's super zoomed in when uh, sales pass. I find it weird that John Larroquette wasn't on the goddamn boat out of all things. Yeah. Jesus. So what's the legacy of this movie? John Candy was the best. Oh, he's Died late. of a heart attack in his sleep at age 43. I have no doubts that he could have taken on serious roles and been an Academy Award winner. He's tremendous talent. I don't want to say his days were numbered on this type of thing, but I just, it, it's like the Chris Farley thing. You know, you're getting into your 40s. Yeah. You want to see you start taking on some more challenging roles. Well, like I mentioned to you, the movie Delirious, mm -hmm. which Delirious. is an amazing movie. Yeah. Such a great role for him. He did romantic stuff like yeah. Only the Lonely. Yeah. Well, he has that real serious turn in uh, Planes, Trains, Automobiles at it's the heartbreaking, end. It's, yeah. it's great. And like. But look at the end. Like his last movie was Wagons East. Well, Canadian bacon, Canadian bacon. I think Canadian bacon. Well, wagons East, they finished with a stunt double. Mm. And I, I don't know that I've ever seen wagons East. I haven't either. Cause isn't Richard Lewis in that too. I, I think, think. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Stick around for some plugs. We wanted more than an amusement park. We wanted a resort. We came to Conneaut Lake for the atmosphere. We came to Conneaut for the ride! The sounds of summer are for everyone at Conneaut Lake Park, PA. Hey, this is Angela, your lifeguard, and you're listening to the Pool Scene Podcast. Pool Sceners, thank you once again for checking out this week's episode. And don't forget, like, comment, subscribe, rate and follow Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Pool Scene Podcast. Make sure you join the Pool Sceners group on Facebook for exclusive content. And we are starting a Twitch channel. We cool twitch.tv slash pool scene podcast. Once again, thank you everybody. And now back to Kevin. Final lap guy. I know it's been a vacation for you too. Do you still have it? Yeah. The final lap. <laughs>
Yeah, you still got it, man. He still does. So we both took a couple of vacations, not couple each, but collectively. Yeah. Um, Well overdue. I went to, so I flew into Tampa. I went to, uh, the first day we were there, we went to Siesta Beach. We got there, we were enjoying ourselves, and then we got hit with a gnarly storm. They brought the the life, the, uh, the, uh, they brought the life. (laughs) <laughs> the lifeguard then the Hasselhoff down the beach and said, get the fuck off the beach. Yeah. Not really, but uh, it was, it was looking gnarly. And literally by the time we walked to the car, fucking eat, eat, torrential fucking yeah. downpour. And uh, it was nuts. So then uh, the next morning we woke up, we went to Bush gardens, interesting park. It was, so it was 90 some degrees felt like one Oh five and the worst man. It was gnarly. I rode Iron Gwazi. I will say I, I would like to ride it more, but as of right now, Iron Gwazi is my number one. Over nice. I liked it better than Velocicoaster. I just, it's my style of coaster a little bit more. Velocicoaster, I'd have to ride some more too, which is just so insane and yeah. fast and, and crazy. And um, we only stayed at Bush Gardens probably till about 6 p.m., 5 or 6 p.m. It just, it was too hot. The long day, we kind of rode everything we could uh, ride. We went through like the safari part it's weird that it's just like a theme park with rides and stuff but at the same time it's got all these you know like yeah. animals just in the middle of the park which is odd it's interesting it's a different sort of park and then we got on a cruise and uh our cruise director was t-o-double-d on the m-i-c uh, it was uh, he sounded like for all and hey. uh, yeah and he looked like he should have been on botched <laughs> he had so much plastic surgery oh, on his face he's the tiniest waist i've ever seen in his like uh, shoulder to waist ratio he looked like yeah something up close but every time he'd sign off he'd say ciao for now oh for and, fuck's uh, sake he i have videos of him to show you i can't wait but uh he was interesting so we had one day at sea it like stormed we went on an older ship so it had putt putt like how our previous ship did but our previous ship had like real putt putt this ship had like bullshit putt bullshit putt putt <laughs> like not real holes it had like foam balls rather than real golf balls Weird. they were like foam yeah it was fine it just yeah. wasn't the same and and uh, so then we went to Cozumel. We took an ex- excursion to a private beach. It was so they brought you out basically in the middle of the ocean. You got to snorkel, which we didn't do because we had the kids with yeah. us and stuff, but you could snorkel. But looking over the side of the boat, you could just look over the side. The water's crystal clear. You could see fish and everything. So you Love didn't really that. need to snorkel. Yeah, they're there. But it was all you could drink, beer, margaritas, Ooh. whatever they had. Margarita. In two hours, and same on the beach. In two hours, I probably drank like no shit, 10 margaritas, nice. six beers. Oh, you felt it. I was, I, there's some good pictures. Um, <laughs> we get on the beach. There are Cotamundi coming out of the woods. The fuck is that? It's a Mexican raccoon. Okay. But they, I'm standing there waiting to get a drink. And all of a sudden these animals are coming out of the woods. I was like, what is that? What is, I've never seen one of those. What is that? Yeah. Never seen one of the things in my life. And, uh, turns out they're Cotamundi. So on our private beach, they had like inflatables. So like huge inflatable slides. The problem is they were out kind of in deep water and my kids wanted to, to do it. Oh, I'm happening. 10 margaritas, six beers in. Yeah, you're not going out there. And I pushed my kids up on the platform. They're having trouble climbing. Dude, I am like, you're, you're, I'm, you're done. St- I'm trouble. And you're like, done. I'm pushing my kids up there and stuff. We go. Well, I had to go down the slide first. I'm treading water. Shit. 
gets dangerous. <laughs> I catch my kids. I'm like, swim back because they had vests on. Almost saw this guy legit drowning. I was like, brother, do you need help, brother? <laughs> and, brother, who yeah, are you, Desmond? Exactly. And uh, he said something like, dude's like water up yeah, past his chin. He's yeah. like gurgling and shit. And I'm like, do you need help? I'm going to dive in and get this guy. And he's like, no, I just swallowed some salt water. I'm like, okay. So, but it was, it was gnarly. Yeah. Like, the inflatables were out in such deep water. It was challenging That's to swim out there. That's fucking nuts they would do that. So we had a good time. Got poured on again. Just rained the whole way back. Next day, went to Grand Cayman. Went to a proper English pub because it's owned by yeah, the English. English uh, went to a proper English pub. The owner of the establishment and the guy who greeted us sounded so much like Claudio Castagnoli. Really? Didn't look like him. Pure this Swiss. dude had like a you know ponytail and mustache and stuff, but this dude sounded just like Claudio Castagnoli. So drank beer, local beer, had some uh, some chips. Nice. Some fries and then uh, got back and then had a day at sea. I mean, it, overall, it went really fast. That's cool. It was, oh, a, yeah. it was an amazing trip, but it just like, we were gone for a week and it just like in the you know, blink of an eye, it was over. So we went, we took the kids to the shows on the ship and we didn't know what to expect. So the first show we took them to was like rock show. All right. And it was like these choreographed shows, props, and and they like did Queen and, and a bunch of different rock yeah. songs. Kids actually loved it. So on the last night, we took them to the ultimate 80s show. Oh, they actually liked that, I think, even more than the rock show. Really? Yeah, it was it was pretty good. They did like Whitney Houston, some Journey. Bon Jovi. Some, I think they probably did Bon Jovi. Okay. I don't remember, but just a bunch of like uh 80s songs. It, it was it was a great time. Had a really the best part, having my phone off. Yeah. Just awesome. Glad to have my phone off for a couple, you know, for five days or whatever. And it came back to the shit show that is work. Of course. So I got back from Boston yesterday. We, uh, me and my girlfriend went up to Saugus specifically for friends of the show, the major wrestling figure podcast, uh, Matt Cardona, Brian Myers and smart Mark Sterling went up for live 14, their live podcast. Well, they don't do a podcast, but it's a gathering of all the, their fans that were called major marks and they put on shows. They have special guests and so excited. Got to eat at Kowloon cause it was at Kowloon in Saugus, which is considered the Ribera of the East coast. When yeah. it comes to wrestling, the big story about Ribera is most wrestlers, when they go over to Japan, they eat at Ribera Steakhouse, their pictures are on a wall, and they get, you know, a jacket. It's a big thing. So according to Cardona and Myers, this place and Jimmy's Seafood in Baltimore is like the two places that are considered the Riberas of the United States, which is really cool. Not Pasta Mania? Not Pasta Mania. Not Hulk Hogan's Pasta Mania? It still blows my mind to this day that Pasta Mania was A, a thing, and B, at the Minneapolis Great American Mall. What about, so you had Abdullah the Butcher's restaurant. Yeah, you have the Steiner's and Shoney's. <laughs> Scott Steiner Shoney's. <laughs> Fucking Steiner's over uh, the Shoney's. There used to be another one too. I can't remember whose it was, but it's closed. Yeah. It used to be like a big like wrestler restaurant. Yeah. But Kowloon, I mean, the owner was a guy named Andy. Super nice to every one of us. Super accommodating. We were up in like a private room. Got to meet Ricky Starks. That was my big draw. Dude was probably the nicest guy I've ever met. You're like free Mai Tais. This guy chugged like four Mai Tais like a fucking champ. Shot the shit with us. I showed you a video. I made the dude choke up. I didn't even mean to. I was just complimenting the guy. Super nice. Had him sign my rare variant AEW figure, which was a fucking godsend how I got that figure to begin with. Was he stoked to see that or had he seen he it? Was all, he's seen it because they showed him on stage during a presentation, but he's like, I love this figure more than the other one because he's like, it's such a unique thing in time. And the story behind that figure, when he got scanned for it, he had his COVID band yeah. on. 
So it's a part of the figure. So the running joke is it's the only official action figure that's COVID negative. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. He has this COVID band on his Darby Allen variant figure. Got to meet him. We ate at Kowloon. Food was really good. What'd you get? They had like sweet and sour chicken, but it was like a big fucking bowl. Chicken fried rice. Really good shit. Problem was the sushi didn't open up till three o'clock. Damn. So, however, you can go to Sam's Club though and get sushi. You can do that. But our room was right next to the place, the Red Roof Inn. Shout out to Vanessa running the place. Super nice and accommodating. We had, there was an after party in the back. They had this big patio set up. Awesome patio. So, all the wrestlers were there. We all hung out. We ended up eating sushi. Sushi was really fucking good too. Really enjoyed it. So the next day we get up early, check out the hotel. We go to Nahant Beach, which is roughly like a five, 10 minute drive east of Saugus. Super nice. Not that many people at the beach, collected some shells like my dad would do when we went to the ocean all the time. It was awesome. Then we decided to go into Boston proper, literally downtown Boston. First off, before I get into the Boston thing, to all our Connecticut pool sceners, I love you. This isn't a slam towards you, but you're in. Interstate 84 can literally go fuck <laughs> off a giant pier. I've never seen traffic for no reason whatsoever. All of a sudden you're going at a good clip. You're going 75, 80 miles an hour. Then all of a sudden stand still. You're like, maybe it's a wreck. Maybe it's construction. No, people just stopped moving. And then you're good for 10 minutes. You're stopping again. I need to see you drive in some other major cities like Atlanta, oh. Los Angeles, like some of these places just gnarly. Like I'm flipping out and I totally forgot. Had my first major road rage incident happened to me on our way to Massachusetts oh. in Pennsylvania. So, oh. Oh, that makes sense. Here's the thing that threw me off. And you guys have experienced this. Kevin, you probably have. When you see this asshole flying up behind you, there's a, literally a semi truck. You're like, I'm going to fuck this guy over. So I'm going to speed up so he gets boxed in. So I get back in the other lane after I pass the truck. He zooms around me. And of course, nearly hits my back bumper. I got Angela in the car. I flick the fucking guy yeah. off. He smacks the interior of his roof. There's a van in front of me. Literally cuts right in front of that van, goes down into the shoulder out and around me and zooms up next to me and starts trying to run me off the road. That's not. And he's pointing at me saying, get the fuck out of the car. And I'm like, I'm not getting the fuck out of the car, man. Meanwhile, this semi is zooming all up behind yeah. him. Then he takes off going 150. She is fucking freaked out. I'm like, I'm like, fuck this guy. So people like that. I mean, you do have to be careful in situations. I flick people off all the time, mm -hmm. but you have to be careful in situations like that. Cause that guy's got something wired wrong. No shit. You know what I mean? Like he obviously thinks he's not being an asshole. He literally almost took out the van in front of yes. me. Yes. So he thinks he's not being an asshole. No. Flick him off. Yeah. Cause him to be introspective and say, yeah. maybe I was doing something wrong, but instead <laughs> no. you flick him off. So he's like threatening to kill you basically. But what I should have done was call the cops and give him the information. Yes. Like, get this fucker. This guy probably yeah. fucking killed somebody. I have yeah. no idea. But back to Boston, we go down into Boston. We go to cheers. A lot of people think, oh, that's what cheers is. No cheers was based off a pub. That's still there. It's under street level. Not that big. We came right when it opened. We're able to eat really good food. Our server was from Strongsville. Oh, wow. So it's really fucking cool. But then at the top floor, there was a sign that said set bar. I didn't put two and two together until our way home. So they show like this mini museum, all the pictures from a set, yada, yada, yada. You go into the front bar and I'm like, this looks nothing like the bar. I'm expecting it's yeah. set up like cheers. When they meant set bar, they meant the actual bar they used on set that they really yeah. used. Didn't dawn on me. Didn't sit it. Kind of regret it. Walked around Boston Public Garden, went by Fenway Park. There's no way to look at Fenway Park because they built Boston around it. What a fucking waste. But we went by Fenway Park. What a nightmare is to drive 
that around that. But then we went to the uh, USS Constitution, old Ironsides, went on aboard the ship. Then they had an old World War II destroyer, the Cassidy. Was that Young. something you planned on doing or you just happened to we see it? We thought about it. We thought about it because we were in Boston. Like, oh, what else can we look at while we're here? So we went down to the Constitution because my dad brought it up. That was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, going down three decks below and then you realize guys during the Revolutionary War were literally only five foot one, five yeah. foot two mm-hmm. because it's really small. Really enjoyed that. Decided to leave Boston around three. Didn't make it home because I fucking 84 in your bullshit Connecticut traffic. Love you guys. But ended up staying in Wilkes-Barre. Then we went to Knobles yesterday. Knobles Amusement Park in the middle of nowhere. Eliesburg, Pennsylvania. I will tell you, we always watch these coaster videos like El Toro Ryan and Coaster Studios that talk about how this is like a great family park and they don't nickel and dime you. And I'm like, maybe they're saying this because they're getting to dude. They don't nickel and dime you there at all. It's a really nice park out in the middle of nowhere. Free parking, free entry. All you have to do is play for ride tickets, which you think about that. Like there's that video, that park in Canada that's near Niagara Falls. Yeah. It's just that, like acres and acres and acres and they have nothing. That is so But weird. yet they still charge like $50 to get in yeah, despite is, having nothing. Which is bullshit. Yeah. But I mean, you can bring your own food, you know, into Knobles. I'd love to mean you need to go out to Knobles one of these days, but it's one of those things where it's three and a half hours away from us. That's all there is. So once yeah. you're done, it's a three and a half uh, hour drive back. to uh, American Daydream. Yeah. Or we something. make our way out to York. Unfortunately, we didn't get that far south because yeah. we're kind of worn out. But yeah, we had a great trip. It was well needed. I've never been to Boston, never been to Saugus. My first live event, the guys at the Major Wrestling Vigor Podcast. Looking forward to doing another one again. And yeah, it was good just to get the hell yeah, out of town. Good, when we were in uh, Grand Cayman, we saw sharks. We saw oh, really? some like we were looking over into the water and uh, I was like, what is that? I mean, that's a fuck shark. There were like six or seven of them. They were like sand sharks or reef yeah. sharks or some. Somebody said what they were. I think they were reef sharks. No, they, great white sharks. So no, it wasn't uh, like Jaws, but it was uh, still pretty gnarly. You mean Jaws 4? Jaws 4. So the producers of Cobra Kai, which I know you're a fan of, uh, they're making a direct sequel to Ferris Bueller's Day Off. But here's the angle. Yeah, great. No Ferris, no Cameron, no Sloan. Instead, people are excited for this. They think it's genius. I'm like, why do we have to do this? We are getting the story of the valets who took Cameron's dad's car and how they put so many miles on it. It seems like a straight to DVD idea. Uh, yeah. Fucking really dumb. Is. There, we're getting the story of the valets. Great. And what happens to them. When because that people have been clamoring for where did they go on that joyride? Yes. I watched a bunch of movies during uh, flights. Once I got back, when I was there, I watched uh, Paddington 2. Incredible. The highest rated movie on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Wait, which one? Paddington 2. Paddington. The bear? The bear. He goes to prison. It's fucking awesome. It's a great movie. I watched. Yeah. Paddington goes to jail. Yeah. It's you'd have to watch. We we are talking about the same fucking bear, right? With a yellow hat. Goes to jail. Okay. Red hat. I uh, watched the unbearable weight of massive talent, which is actually why I watched Paddington too. So in, in podcasts and movies I've watched in multiple things, people have mentioned how good Paddington two is. It's really high. It's the highest rated movie ever on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. Paddington two. Paddington two. It's wonderful. Anytime that like a serious or like a director from another Avenue makes a kids movie, it always works out well because like the guy who made Paddington 2 made like Garth Marenghi's Dark Place and a lot of like the oh, British type okay. of humor, like uh, what's the old Greg with yeah. that show, like all of that stuff. So Paddington, it's lovely. It's an awesome movie. I watched that, but an unbearable weight of massive talent with Nicolas Cage was pretty good. There's a, a scene where he's asking him his favorite movies and they spend a whole day like that's such an impossible question. And he's like, like uh, he names his, his movies and he's like, well, you never told me you're number one. And he's like cabinet, of Dr. Caligari. It's like serious, like yeah. classic cinema. And he's like, what's your number one movie of all time? And he's like, 
Paddington too. You fucking yeah, serious? Yeah, and uh, but it's awesome. I loved it so much. Um, but I watched all these movies. I watched My War with Grandpa because I woke up one day at like five a.m. and the family was still sleeping, and it was one of the only things on our TV on the cruise. Fucking horrible. You watched that Michelle Yeoh movie, didn't you? I did. So it's called Everything Everywhere All at Once. Insanely, insanely good. It's hilarious. It made me tear up. Most of all, I have no idea how somebody wrote that movie, and not only how they wrote it but how they translated from a screenplay into a movie because there's there's literally everything everywhere all at once is happening all during the movie oh okay so it's like how did somebody translate this for a film but one of the most underrated parts is kihoi kwan who was data from the goonies yeah he was afraid to return to acting i read about that because he thought like he didn't have it anymore or how would people perceive him wonderful performance really he's so good He's so good in that movie. I love it. I'm pretty obsessed with that movie now. Like I really, I watched it twice. Okay. And I really, when I got home, I wanted to try and find it in a theater somewhere. It was already in our cheap theater in Boardman. It was playing like only weekdays at four o'clock. So I was like, how am I going to do that? So then I tried, it's still playing in like, I think Canton or something. I really wanted to see it in theaters and I missed out. So I would absolutely recommend that one. Well, at this rate, we're not going to have any theaters left because our cheap theater in Niles uh-huh. closed and Regal just filed for bankruptcy. Yeah. I went and saw Nope at our uh, Golden Star Cinema, which yeah. we used to have a Regal there, yeah. which became Golden Star. They put a, a lot of work into that place. They completely, it doesn't look like a Regal. Really? They completely redid all the flooring, the walls, everything, all the theaters completely. Redid. So really nice, huh? Yeah. I was in there by myself to see Nope, which was fine i mean yeah. i really like the visuals i like how it looks i like the overarching idea i have some problems with some of it but like to hear people be like it's like just you know jerk off to it and be like it's fucking incredible I'm yeah. like, eh, it's okay i've been listening to crooked city podcast which is about youngstown it's a national podcast Oh, okay it's like an investigative uh the first season of this investigative podcast it's really really well put together it's interesting and it was hovering around i think when it debuted it was in the top 10 of all podcasts in the world Nice. My only gripe is that the episodes are behind a paywall. Oh, I hate that shit. So I didn't know that. I listened to like three or four episodes and I was just like binging it, listening to it. And then it wouldn't play. And then you, you can pay to release all the episodes. There's like 16 episodes. You can pay to release all of them or you can wait and they'll release one per week. But it goes into, so it starts off talking about trafficking, but then in order to tell the story of trafficking, they go all the way back. They talk about the mills. They talk about like a ton of mob stuff. They talk about stuff I didn't know about trafficking. Like, like before he actually did time in prison, he also was on trial for racketeering for taking money from yeah. the mob and stuff. And they, they do trial footage. They have all this interview. I mean, it is like, seriously, whoever put it together, yeah. dug deep into the archives for some of that footage and interviews and stuff. It's awesome. I had his haircut in first grade. There were the uh, mobsters who robbed Sam's club and got caught. But yeah, it's, it's really Monus. Not yet. Okay. But I'm far I more. I think it's coming. I think yeah. it's coming because I'm only through, I think the late 70s or early 80s okay so it should be coming we also started watching the manti teo documentary on netflix yeah how is that it's really well made it's really sad it's so nutty because like manti 
Ever since that happened, for those who don't know the story, Manti Teo was catfished. Yeah. But he didn't know he was catfished. He thought he was like having an online relationship with a girl who died. And it's like, I think his grandmother died. And then it's like his girlfriend died. It was this big sympathy story. And then it came out. This girlfriend wasn't real. And everybody treated him like he lied and made up this person, but it wasn't him. Yeah. He actually was talking to somebody that catfished him. But it's like, everybody treats him like the, the victim. And then the worst part that came out of all of it was like, people were like outwardly asking him about his sexual orientation i remember that because like they were like you made up a girlfriend to, to mask the fact that you're gay it's like why yeah why do we do this to people so it's uh it's good we're through like half of part one there's two parts so but it's it's good i'm gonna well you'll also it. be proud of this kevin started the leftovers oh nice giving it a second chance we're through episode three okay you were right before I've said this on the episode, I watched the first episode. I'm like, I'm fucking get this yeah. stupid. I stopped. So we're past three and I'm like, oh, even what? And me and her are sitting there going, where is this leading? Like Wayne? I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I'm season like, Season one in comparison to season two and three are ba is bad. Yeah. Season one is really nothing right home about is not that great. But once you get to season two, season two and three will have you like your brain going, have you thinking. I mean, I have some theories yeah you know about the police chief is that him yeah yeah theories about him and it's like the fucking guy in the truck i'm like just wait until you get to season two and three oh uh, i'm excited plus and you said it's like 28 episodes it's so 28 like, episodes so even yeah. like again so even if you hate it in the end it's only 28 uh, episodes it's 28 episodes so i mean it'll get that. you thinking you'll start to because your brain is wired because you've watched lost yeah you're you'll you will start to connect certain characters to characters from lost okay because i mean it's Damon Lindelof and stuff you'll start to like make some connections yeah. between the two shows and I have already I get it so yeah well that's good keep it up yeah and then next week we'll be back with another exciting episode of the pool scene podcast